Wait, go back. That one was pointed outside. Can you move the camera up? Use the arrow keys. That's the... city. <sighs> There's our answer. Oh. What? I can't... What do you see? Look, look, looks the same to me. I don't see anything. That's just it. There's nothing there. Nothing. No planes, no cars. No movement at all. Could this really be the end of human civilization? Is this really life after death? The truest devastation? They said the world is better off with guys like us locked up in cells. And now the better world is off and gone and blown up itself. Welcome to the We're Alive Fancast. Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode 68 of the We're Alive Fancast, where we cover every new release of the We're Alive audio drama. I'm Mick, and we're covering Lockdown, part three of six. No, part four of six. And, and I'm Redbeard. By the way, we, we pretty much will cover anything that Wayland Productions puts out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can count on that. <laughs> no matter if... Casey says it may not be worthy of a fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> we had another fun uh, word of the day that came across my email this week. Where do you get these? Uh, thinkdictionary.com, which is kind of bad because they've sent me a few of them that I shared with you. And like I called you one of them. And then you looked it up and Google called, said it was like a derogatory term. And I was like, dictionary.com did not say that. <laughs> I can't remember even what it was. I'm going to I'm going to start doing an urban dictionary word of the day. <laughs> urban dictionary. <laughs> that would probably be more entertaining. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matter of fact, let me let me just see what comes up. Well, Eldritch is this week's I'm going to try to use this in the show. It's eerie, weird and spooky. It's an adjective. This episode it got a little eldritch at times. Eldridge. It just sounds like old. It does. I love it. Kind of like I, the fliver, whatever that was. An old, it was like a 1920s term for an old car. Anyways. Uh, the first thing that comes up when I went to Urban Dictionary was a no-chill zone. <laughs> hey, the T-Block is a no-chill zone at some points. <laughs> Even though they're trying to chill. It says... The definition is, you ain't got no chill. Like, you don't take bleep lightly. Your zone is always turnt. <laughs> there is no turning down when you are in the zone. Oh, no. You are in my no chill zone right now. <laughs> oh, and the, and the usage is, Rose had no chill zone when it came to tacos. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you never fail, Urban Dictionary. Nope. <laughs> Look up your favorite superhero in Urban Dictionary. It's probably going to surprise you. <laughs> My favorite superhero? Not you, I meant the listeners. <laughs> if you're above 18, or whatever age you should be. If you're above 45, you shouldn't be on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Until you get to 45, because some of the stuff is just foul. Oh, yes it is. Well, well Urban Dictionary fancast. Like Little Debbie treats. Go, go look those up. 
No. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> We've got some corrections this week from Part 2 coverage and Part 3. I'm going to start with the Part 2 coverage. Uh, Jill on Facebook says, You're talking about the Night of the Living Dead reference. They're coming to get you, Barbara. But in the movie, it wasn't a talking zombie. It was Johnny, Barbara's brother, who said it. Still a good catch. And I went and rewatched the clip. And sure enough, I don't know where I thought that it was a zombie that said that. I think I heard another podcast say it. I'm gonna, yeah, it was a, another podcast. That's it. Blame those guys. Those what guys are hacks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're not professionals. <laughs> but no. Anyways, yeah. So I rewatched the clip, and there was there was no no. Uh, I don't know. I was way off. And she added another reference that we totally missed, or I missed at least. Uh, as the guards and Jeremy were going down into the drunk cell, Jeremy says, I've got a bad feeling about this. I didn't oh. catch that at all. Oh. Star Wars yeah. reference, of course. I, I, I didn't, I don't know. I wonder if it was intentional or not. I'm just going to go and say it is. Has to be. Has to be. I don't know. Casey, if you're listening and can reply, was, was that a Night of the Living Dead? Uh, homage or reference or whatever. Would love to know. Whether, whether or not it was intentional or not, I think it still was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so last uh, episode we weren't sure about the second taser and where when the second taser was found, was it found before or after Chuck was shot? And it was found before Chuck was tased. But Mark didn't have it. But... Well, no, he, yeah, he did. Well, they pulled it off of him then? Okay. Yeah, I went back and listened to a part of it again just to make sure. Jeremy or somebody had it at the end. Like they, I don't think they took it from Mark. Uh, oh. Well, crap, well, I don't know. We're actually going to cover that at the beginning of this, I forget. <laughs> yeah, now you say that, though, I don't know when they got switched up because uh, Mark demanded it. I don't know. I, I could be wrong on that. I need a fan cast devoted to this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Casey sent us some feedback to uh, via Twitter and said that Simon was the one doing CPR and Jeremy was kind of just coaching him by the door. Um, which I was way off on that. So this high school dropout that you know we're not supposed to think a whole lot of, at least in the very beginning, also knows CPR. Right. That's pretty good. Uh, on the part two coverage, Casey says the handcuffs wouldn't hurt the drunk's hands. Skin is more resilient now and bones getting harder, just not to the little one's extent. Of course, the little ones were the experimented, super fast, crazy, awesome zombies. Yes. They created, but yeah, I forgot that the zombies, they developed a little bit hardier skin. They're a little bit harder to kill, obviously much stronger as we've seen in lockdown so far. That's a good reminder. Uh, there may not have been one quake at the beginning. We spoke about that, or I spoke about that in episode two, wondering if there was an earthquake, because we could hear a rumble, you know? Yeah. But he said there may not have been one, quote, quake at the beginning. It could have been more of a slow movement, or, quote, slow burn. Like, and this is uh, whenever the gases started coming out of all the cracks, and basically in the ring of fire <laughs> yeah. around, around the Pacific Ocean. You know, just the ground ripping open. <laughs> In Inglewood. Yes. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe that happened a little bit later on when the ground opened up all the way. But 
I don't know. I'll, I'll let him have that. He is the creator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get this one, Casey. <laughs> Just this one. And we also, uh, the last piece for the part two corrections from Casey, uh, about the generators. He said, a month of power, I was suspicious too. In fact, you'll hear more about it in part four. But and he sent along sent along a nice little news article. It was like a product description. This is from a company. So I I kind of went on a rabbit hole for a little bit. I was like, nah, this is crap. There's no way. <laughs> well, yeah, they've come a long way with generator technology. Yeah, and then storage of fuel because I mean that's a lot of fuel. Yeah, and I, well, I think the demand really boosted up after those troubles in uh, in New Orleans because you know. Like they were euthanizing patients oh, because uh, they didn't have the resources available or power to keep all these people going. So I was like, okay. And they even reference that in some of the other vendors' documents is like, yeah, you know, the need for power is more justified now after natural disasters than before. And yeah, I was going to call total BS on a month. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, I, I laughed and I felt bad for laughing. And then it turns out I'm wrong, so. Yeah, so, okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, for part three, I'm not sure, I can't remember what we said about this, but he said, funny you should mention that. Uh, They actually don't like the light. They're more sensitive to it. Oh, you remember when we were talking about the lights hanging off the ceiling and that's a common thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Oh, good, good little insight to the zombies, but... <laughs> speaking of the last episode, uh, just changing the rules as we go along here. Kidding. No, I'm, I'm sure they've always hated the light. <laughs> <laughs> this is half... The introduction's half roasting Casey, I think. <laughs> Even when he's correcting us. Luckily, uh, he's got thick skin like these zombies and appreciates it, I think. Yeah, I wish we had something to give, you know, Grayson crap over since he doesn't read my emails. You can give him. <laughs> Did he edit in the ad this week? Low blow. Uh, low blow. Uh, oh, low oh, blow. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, lot of words about it being loud. Oh, really? We're messing with you, Grayson. We know you love you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, Casey, you said, no, it was a random name on that one, Stan the Man. And a lot of the Kickstarters are in the jail intro scene, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. And again, if you're if you're in, you know, if you're a Kickstarter who made it in, and you listen to this podcast, hey, let us know what pl- what part you played. I'd love to to know and talk about it and all that. Yeah, I, I would love to get Adam and uh, the other cat. Not that you're lesser than, but the other cat, the one uh, we thought was a uh, hope. Yeah, she she put she told us we were about it in the last apartment two C. Yes, I want to get them on here just to hear about their experience doing that, because that had to be incredible, especially, man, she had a long part. She did. I know. That was great. She did a good job, too. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Casey says, oh, yes, it was a, quote, butt phone. If you listen to the background (laughs) guards in part one, they talk about it. Uh, I think he says it, but it was in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. That's all the corrections I had before I move on to iTunes reviews, unless you had any more. No, I don't have any more. But that's the tough carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> There's not an app for that one. Well, there probably is, but... <laughs> yeah, there probably really is. All right. 
And the, we do have two iTunes reviews this week. Woohoo! So this was pretty awesome. Uh, first one is Good Times, five stars, uh, by, is either Cattails1 or Cattles1. And it says, it's like NPR if the anchors were reviewing the apocalypse. <laughs> they give voice, they give voice to the same nuances you took note of during your own listen and more. <laughs> that's probably a knock at you know my going a little overboard on the show notes <laughs> it's like your conscience with commentary <laughs> <laughs> i love that was that do you think that was the cat that was in the episode i don't know i was thinking that that it might be but i don't i don't know if it was or not but yeah thank you cattails i believe that's the name <laughs> i really we really appreciate that and we have another iTunes review. It's, uh, it says, Excellent After Show and Fancast. Five stars. By Problem Dog. <laughs> Glad you guys are still doing the show for lockdown. Listen to your cast interviews when I discovered slash binge listen to the original series last year. It really fills the need for post-episode analysis and discussion as I commute to, commute to work. Great decision to incorporate story of survival spoilers. Adds a lot to the conversation. Even having listened to it so recently, I'm finding there's only so much recall you can have. Also, definitely enjoying your audio overlays slash cutaways. Well worth the production time. Awesome job overall. Keep up the good work. Dude, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that's a big part of this is that I think people contributing to the show makes it even better. So whenever you guys have thoughts and insights, feel free to just send them our way. Yes. And where can they do that? That's right, and I was—I didn't know if people were gonna like us talking spoilers, but it's been nothing but good comments about it. Good, good. I'm glad. But uh, thanks again, Problem Dog. We appreciate you going out there, taking time to do that review. It uh, makes it makes doing this even more worth it for me, at least. It really, yeah, it does. Just to know that somebody's out there listening to it and getting something out of it worthwhile. Yes. And that's all I had for our uh, mickred.com uh, introduction here. Okay. Our very first scene is uh, the inmates and Mark just as they re-entered the electronic doors from going down to retrieve the cell phone. Uh, Mark was scratched by one of the infected, which in turn infected him. Uh, we get this weird first-person experience of someone turning, and it sounds like uh, someone flipping through channels on a TV or stations on a radio. I don't know. It's You're going to be fine. Clean it up. Just let me... Don't touch me! Just back away. It's, it's really weird. Do we have that uh, same effect at all when Dotsu turned? I don't. I was trying to recall that if we've heard anything anything like that before, but I really don't remember there being that specific type of effect. Huh? There could have been. Uh, yeah, it was like a combination of that whole flipping channels or some kind of digital something, but then it had. It was almost like the effect after you're around a really loud noise or a blast. But I don't know. It, it was interesting. But uh, if anybody wants to go out there and listen to uh, the stuff with Datsu, that happened in Chapter 44. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Jeremy tased Mark to kill him, but it was the wrong taser. Uh, it was the one found in that holding room, the evidence room or whatever. What was it? Section five or whatever? Guard station five. That's what it was. Uh, Bogart had to re-kill him by bludgeoning him. <laughs> uh, Jeremy to Fredo, you know, was talking about, hey, where are you, big buddy? I thought that was pretty great. Oh, yeah. It's like, I want you over here to smash things. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle got authoritative, demanding respect to be given to Mark when uh, Jeremy or, uh, made some kind of a cold, you know, statement about him being gone being a good thing. And we find out that the cell phone has no signal. Right. Um, I don't have a lot as far as analysis for this one. It just kind of is what it was, you know? Yeah. The, yeah, because, okay, so the first-person zombie stuff, oh, I love this. You could you could even hear a zombie yelling in his head. Just to, I guess, to let you yeah. know exactly what was going on. And it sounded like the noise to me sounded kind of like being underwater in a plastic thing banging around. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good that's a good estimation of it too. It was different. I I don't know. I I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. But that was yeah. I really enjoyed that. The <clears throat> once Jody realizes that it wasn't the modified taser they used. The tension goes from about a 2 to a 10 with no warning. <laughs> and you're just what, like, oh, no. I mean, and it's only a couple seconds between that realization and Mark coming back at them. But I felt like a long time. You're like, oh, it's, it's going to happen. Here it comes, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I kept waiting for it. I was like, man, something was up with this. And then I, I thought, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, is Chuck is Chuck gonna come back? Is he still alive in there? And they just misread it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he probably would have died with either Taser after being shot twice in a short amount of time. <laughs> He's an older guy to begin with, right? <laughs> but like we said, maybe he'll be the one to make it to Central if he does wake up. And <laughs> but no, they uh, it's been pro- they wait a little while after this, so <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Plus, he was probably a, a snack for the infected. Let's see. Uh, uh, Adventures from BG just texted this tweet of this and said, uh, "You guys must be busy. You haven't been actively tweeting. We're recording right now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hope, hope you get to hear this." Oh, is it because of uh, Apartment Two C? I guess so. No, he's he's not referencing that. I'm not. I don't think so. But that that's also tonight. It is, and I, I hate to having to miss that. But trying to I think we're caught up after this. Yes, and five is already out, so I'm like chomping at the bit to go yes. out and listen to it. Okay, our next. Oh, oh, do you have oh, anything else? Yeah, I've got some more. Uh, okay, we get more confirmation that the zombies are tougher. Uh, more confirmation on just reminding us about her awesome taser killing thing. For some reason, in last week's episode, when I was re-listening to it, uh, I was talking about the taser as if it wasn't modified and wondering why it was taking the zombies down in one shot. Uh, yeah, it's because it was. A killer taser. <laughs> it's probably frying their brains whenever it hit them. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious uh, if if there are any real world modifications to the tasers to do something like this. <laughs> Set your tasers on kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Star Trek tropes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of Star Trek, but I remember thinking that was pretty cool. <laughs> two settings for for a weapon, kill and yeah. stun. 
<laughs> Non-lethal weapons? Eh. Yeah, well, they're praying over Mark. Jeremy says uh, something about, <laughs> I could, I would feel worse. That's how he starts it. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, probably don't what you say next to next to a graveside or some you know some sort of thing like this. Mentions how they brought it on themselves and how they don't have to deal with their their bull anymore. And I mean, I get he's totally right, but this is not the time or place, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny because Danielle, man, she snapped pretty quick. She she got she grew about three feet. Right. And in this scene, I was uh, I began to worry for Danielle because all of a sudden she's alone as the lone correctional officer. I was thinking they might just overpower her in this scene or shortly after and hurt her or I don't know what they would do, tie her up, just do something to make sure that she can't control them anymore. Yeah, but thankfully I think after, the story didn't take that turn. I think after seeing zombies, uh, pretty much anybody would change their ways to a degree, at least... At least for a while. Mm-hmm. And one last thought on this scene. Uh, so they have Mark's dead body to deal with, and the other drunk guy who died a day and a half or so before this. It's gonna start getting nasty in there. They don't. Oh, they don't go yeah. into it in this episode. But I mean, there's two dead bodies, and they can't. There's no place to put them. Yeah, there's an uh, emptied office. Bring out your dead. Right. <laughs> so. I don't know. I hope they have, hope they have some lime, a lot of lime in those <laughs> MREs or whatever they're eating. Just, just bring back some concrete from the uh, construction area. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got for that scene. Okay. So the next scene, we go into where they're contemplating ways out and waiting for the power to fail. Hmm. Uh, everyone hanging around, they're just kind of brainstorming different ways to break out of jail. Uh <laughs> They kind of go through that there's no there's no digging out or going through walls because they don't know the layout of the, the jail, where the water is, where the power is, or whether or not they'll end up where the infected are. And they mentioned that Gavin's the only one that really knows the layout well enough to do that. Uh, Simon wanted the phone for extracurricular activities, and Jody figures out by looking at the wires on the doors that when the power fails, the doors will unlock. I uh, mean that you need power in order for something like a mag lock to stay locked. Uh, you know, they're, this is where they're talking about. It's just a waiting game, waiting for the generators to run out of gas or fail, mm-hmm. which is, which we already know is about a month. Uh, and we get this little bit where we get to hear from CJ again, which was awesome. But everyone thinks Simon is expendable. <laughs> and so there's this interaction with CJ, and CJ even questions at this point uh, Simon being able to remember so many details. And now Simon says he's got a good memory. Mm-hmm. And that whole interaction is just kind of weird, and it supports my theory about Simon not being 100% on the up and up. Right. And that's all I got until we get into the backgrounds of the inmates. Oh, they, they mentioned that Chuck said he saw the call, be able to make a call out before, but Chuck was a liar. Yeah. <laughs> but in this situation, I have no reason to believe that Chuck didn't see the phone make a call out. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it probably did work at one point. Right. I mean, you're not going to carry the thing around in the, 
the place they carried that thing around. If it doesn't work, I'm pretty sure. It's a lot of effort for porn. It's not just a status device. <laughs> well, actually, no, you, now that you bring that up, that might be a reason they would keep it. I don't know. <laughs> Still, it's a lot of effort for porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure what kind of effort these guys would go through, but <laughs> they are in jail. <laughs> You get five minutes with the phone for your pudding. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This being in a jail just seems like a lot of Did effort. Pudding? Yeah, pudding. Okay. <laughs> Make it from the cafeteria. From the cafeteria. All right. <laughs> you got anything else for this section? Let's see. Yeah, just I mentioned again there. They start the waiting game here, and those nasty bodies are going to start reeking. What do you think about this plan to just wait till the power goes out? I can't. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of the best I could think that they could do at this point. But I mean, they're brainstorming in the meantime. But I don't know. They got plenty of food and water. They're just kind of chilling. Yeah, I'm not sure what else it, you could do. If, but. Well, if they leave that area, they're know they're going to get attacked. So I don't know. It, I don't know. It just seems like to be trying to get out. And do you think some way? Do you think jails fail open? Like what I mean, you know, for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, when you can fail open, fail closed, the power goes out, doors stay, doors open, or power goes out, doors stay closed. Well, I really wouldn't think they'd fail open like that. I, I could see bureaucracy pushing for something like that. I, but, I don't know. But politically, that would probably rule the day. And I would think the people fighting for that would be like, oh, no, you can't, you know, like George Carlin, the NIMBY, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not in my backyard. That's not going to, it's not going to open up, but all the bad I, stuff out as if they were like monsters. I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds, well, I mean, later on we find out that that's not really the case, that during a drill it failed and that's why they, put things in place so it wouldn't. So I don't know if that was intentional beforehand or not. You know, how, how I, I, in a real world scenario, how long is the power actually going to be down? I don't think it's typically going to be a month. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I get your point though. Well, if a sensor is wrong and, you know, opens the door because it thinks the power's out or if there's a local power issue because a uh, maintenance accidentally cut through a, Hawaii yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they actually put someone on researching the jail, so I have to say they probably got it right, but I don't know. It does sound crazy. Yeah, it could. I mean, I could totally be completely wrong again, <laughs> which would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's all I've got for this uh, this scene here. Okay. Uh, the next scene, we go into kind of the inmate backgrounds and while they're in jail. Good scene. Oh, it really is. It's, it's kind of cool. I, I'm I'm really, well, it's, that's a note for actor. The first one we find out about is Jody. Uh, she initially got uh, found out from doing uh, denial of service attacks on a, on corporations that funded hate groups. Which uh, led to the authorities finding out about her transfer hacks. So she was stealing money. 
was Bogart, uh, his girlfriend pinned a possession with intent to sales on him, so he burnt her house down. <laughs> Simon <laughs> stole a truck and inadvertently or accidentally, according to Simon, killed two guys. Uh, but not without, we don't find that out without him trying to hide more details. And he, he says it wasn't on purpose. He's very emphatic about that. Mm-hmm. Jeremy doesn't trust to tell his story. So Jody had to tell it for him. And we find out that she knows everybody's, uh, rap sheets or, you know, brief records because she found them in the system, which kind of ticked off Danielle because she didn't say anything about her doing that. Right. And questions whether or not. Uh, Mark was correct in not trusting her. Uh, but we find out that Jeremy beat a young man almost to death, and the justification behind it was that the young man stole something valuable, then destroyed it. Which I couldn't help think about the families and like a ring or something. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I can't imagine what it would have been. I guess that's why I went to that extreme. Yeah, that crossed my mind too. Then we find out about Fredo. Fredo, we find out, has the longest rap sheet of anybody there with various murders, beatings, and gang activity, but none of which they had any evidence to really pin it on Fredo himself. Mm-hmm. Now, that this is when Simon said that Chuck was right about the families, and he's got a good point. I mean, that that's kind of the whole backstory that Chuck had on him was, you know, they're not going to have anything on him because he's working with the families. Right. But uh, Jody said that he's got a really sad history because of his uh, background with abuse in in foster care and having no formal education and just kind of a lost soul. So, yeah, that that, it was kind of interesting. I I ended up feeling bad for Fredo. Mm Mm-hmm. Did did you feel that way or? Oh no, yeah, I, I did. I mean, I felt bad for hearing that he was an orphan and raised in those abusive foster homes. That's, I mean, you don't want that for any child. Yeah, no. So that that's the the bulk of what I got for that. We can just continue to talk about any insights you might have or thoughts. Yeah, Jody's story. She's when she starts out has some. Some, I think it might be new music, but it's hopeful music, which is a nice change of pace here as we're, yeah. as we're more than halfway through that's, uh, what's going to be a horror show, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know, and she seems pretty young, like younger than us. Oh, yeah. And she started out with 486s, which I thought that was kind of funny. Right. And I started out with newer stuff than that. And I'm oh, I didn't, mid-thir- but you know, early to mid 30s. I mean, growing up poor, I had some crappy computers. Oh, we never had a computer till I was in high school. Oh, okay. Well, that matches up with the something newer than. I, I remember my first one that I owned was a uh, a Tandy TRS-80 that I found out in a field. Oh, nice. What? And it worked? Yeah, I took it apart, uh, cleaned it up, dried everything out, and then put it back together and fired it up. <laughs> That's cool. No, our, so. our first one was. Probably an early Pentium processor that had a like we had a two gig hard drive which was huge. Oh yeah, 
Well, I think my first computer had like a 25 meg hard drive, if that. Oh, it might not even have had a hard drive. Yeah, oh, the, the TRS-80 didn't at all. It took two five and a quarter floppy drives. Right. I only got to play with those at friends' houses. Those are pretty cool. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It seems fishy that Simon was trying to hide that, or maybe he was just worried about what people would think, or maybe he's just hiding from his own guilt. I, I don't know. I was surprised CJ didn't cut in like, wait, 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 wait. You just said you stole something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you just said you stole a truck, or you're in the for theft. This is a little different. Oh, man. And he knew all the details. Like, it was, you know, I was supposed to get there at 6 o'clock, and da-da-da-da-da, and... Uh, he knew all these times and how many people were there. And he knew all the details. He didn't, I mean, it wasn't just I shot blindly and drove off. I didn't know what happened, really. Right. It was like I knew everything. And Notice the pistol in there. If I was getting shot at, I don't know if I would notice a pistol in the floorboard. Right. <laughs> no joke. So Jody's, uh, Jody's crime, she, you know, she got caught because she did an attack on these, on some companies that she didn't like, or that the support of the hate groups or whatever. And uh, they seized her computer and found all the stuff she really was up to. Oh, is there anything you can think that she could do with these skills that could help them? I mean, I'm trying to think of how DDoS could help her mm. in this situation, which the DDoS distributed denial of service attack where you have, well, you could, she couldn't because she wouldn't have a, when you do this, you have like you infect hundreds of computers with malware, and then you use the malware on these hundred computers to attack single targets, and then you can shut those tar- single targets down. So I guess yeah. that that particular attack wouldn't hurt, wouldn't help. But I'm sure there's got to. No, be. I didn't think about that side of it because you know, we find out pretty quickly that the computers and electronics that control the locks are not connected to. The rest of the network, right? Like it's completely isolated off, so there's probably not a whole lot that she could do to help. Um, my my question that I kind of jumped to is because I feel like I'd be in the same boat. Is what what does she see herself doing post apocalypse to help support a community? I mean, she gets she's got some electronic skills, and I don't know. I'm wondering if she would do uh, help support like the colony. With a line of sight radio communication link, or you know something like that, you know, pick up where what's his face left off. The guy that was in charge of all the columns for the colony. I can't remember his name. Right. No, it wasn't. Uh, it's old. It was an old guy. I can't think of his Glenn. name. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. So yeah, I don't know. That that was somewhere I kind of automatically went because I was like, I don't know what she would do. She would be useful. They could find but, the right place for her. We had some pretty good lines that came out of this this segment too. I'll save them for the end. Oh yeah, Bogart, his crime. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. His girlfriend's house down, which was just uh, hilarious. And like, oh no, I did that. It, oh, it, here we go. And that that just reminded me if if you guys never write in for anything else, if you've ever watched R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet <laughs> on YouTube, oh no, write us in and tell us. It is hours of entertainment. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> Are you going to tie this back in? Or just, just if you watched R. Kelly? 
you might it might seem I'm tracking the T block. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just so I pulled out my taser. His story's the closest to that amount of crazy. Then a behemoth came out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, I want I want you I want to write a whole rap opera about lockdown. <laughs> Somebody yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, that would be so amusing. <laughs> oh, I do have a little bit more insight. Okay. Uh, leading up to this discussion about the inmates' past and how they got in jail, yeah. Jeremy is talking to Simon about the long game versus the short game. And I thought that was a little weird, too, because Simon's supposed to have this great memory. And how does he keep losing these card games? Mm-hmm. But it made me... It, it, re- it reminded me of uh, playing chess with an officer when I was a new enlisted soldier. Uh, and he, we used to have these same talks, and dude was great. But, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. Jeremy, I, I just like Jeremy. Jeremy's, Jeremy's awesome. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I've got a few more notes here to go. Let's okay. see. Simon tries to play off his crime, you know. But Jeremy, you know, calls him on it and he says he smells some bull going on in here. Um, do we buy the story and do we think he has more to hide on this? Because, I mean, he seems like he, I mean, came out and said you killed a couple people. I'm 90% convinced that this is the whole story, but part of me thinks there's something else to it. I don't know. And I guess... There's a little bit more evidence to that because later on, Jody's Jody mentions out mentions quote something about who's honest and who's leaving out something, and I know that after this, Jeremy says his piece, but he hadn't had he hadn't said his part yet, so he couldn't really be leaving out something. Yeah, I kind of wondered that too. I was wondering what else is going to come out with uh, the various inmates, mm-hmm. especially when. Uh, Jody gets a chance to talk to Danielle one on one, or if she will, I don't know if she would. Right. And Jeremy, he's kind of a jerk in this scene. <laughs> but he's kind of a jerk in this scene. He's he calls out Very. Simon on his bull. He asks. He starts asking Bogart what's what he's in for. So he starts the discussion. Um, he even says, "Hey, we are all are this is all in the past, right?" Or the the past guard slash inmate relationship with Danny, that's all in the past. You know, they're all equals and all that. Then he won't share his crime after saying all these things. Yeah, he's very sarcastic about it, too. That was uh, an unappealing character trait. Yeah, I I didn't really know what to think about that. I was kind of wondering who he was, uh, the kid, you know, the young man that he beat. I was wondering if it was his son or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe he's at uh, CIA, not really CIA, but FBI plant, and he doesn't even know what they have on him. He's like, oh, no, I forgot what my cover was. Yeah, she, I don't know. She can tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the case. I mean, because at this point, what would it matter? <laughs> uh, Tinfoil hat theories matter, man. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I'm, not dis- I'm not discounting you. <laughs> Uh, oh, they talk about yes. Fredo. Wonder if he knows some English. He's got to know some English. He's playing a, a little bit at least. Yeah, I think he knows a little bit. 
but and on the same note, he didn't grow up with a formal education, so he may not. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think he knows a little bit. I, he catches the gist of what's going on, what's being said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They probably take that into a, into account when they're placing foster foster kids. They, I guess they would be like, okay, he, he speaks no English. We'll put him in a 100% Spanish-speaking home. I don't. Maybe that's what they do. Well, I don't know. I, I was kind of wondering how they treat you know Hispanic kids when they come here and not they can't speak English at all. Right. And when uh, Little Redbeard started kindergarten, he on on his birth certificate and everything else, they, they he's Hispanic. So whenever he was enrolled in school, they put him in a class full of Hispanic children. They just put them all together, and uh, what? The, you know, th- yeah. That, that's what they do. <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe it's because this is the one Spanish-speaking uh, kindergarten teacher. Nope. And so, luckily, I mean, some of these kids were really upset and crying. Nobody could understand them. They couldn't understand anybody else. And it was just like, oh, God. Luckily, my mother-in-law was there, and she was talking to the kids in Spanish and kind of comforting them. And, and it was, you know, it, it gave them a little bit of relief. But the teacher basically said, "Yeah, we do this every year, and uh, they'll they'll know Spanish by Christmas, or I mean, they'll know English by Christmas." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. So when I, I apply that to this situation. If that's done everywhere else, mm-hmm. probably they just probably put them wherever because there's not that many foster homes to begin with. So at the very end of this last scene, they're they're talking about the they can, they can escape and they're leaving on a bus. And the transfer buses have bars on windows, and the key should be at the control desk. I'm guessing it's the Sally Port, maybe. They also talk about loading up the meals and snacks to be ready to go, like if the doors just open. And of course, me and my silly brain thinking this is actually something that could be a possibility. <laughs> then I get out of here, man. <laughs> uh, but no, those prison buses would be the perfect uh, apocalypse vehicles. Heck yeah, they said they had bars on them. Right, for the, that's the zombie apocalypse ready to go truck. Which, I'm glad you brought that up, which makes the scene with ink outside the courthouse that much crazier. Mm-hmm. So, in the original series, we find out that ink, basically the van got flipped over, I think, uh, by infected, and he put his hand up through the, the broken out window or broke out the window and put his hand through and let them attack him. Mm-hmm. So. And then he kicked out the doors whenever he was <laughs> changed and strong. Yeah. So back doors. I don't know. I don't, it would be good defense, but not necessarily all that effective depending on what kind of zombie you're up against. Right. Yeah. He was, a. Uh, these, he was in a transfer van, which I'm sure would be just as hardy as these buses. But I don't know. It's the idea of driving around in a prison bus with the metal on the windows. It's a little better than the glass. Oh, it's yeah. A, a lot up. better. I, I would take the prison bus over most things. <laughs> you got a little more mass behind you for knocking things over. You just need a big plow in front of you. Yes. Like on that episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> trying to think. There's... I think they oh, did they, that in the Walking Dead novel. Oh, did they really? Maybe not. I'm th- I might be thinking about uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. That episode. Have you seen that episode of Myth- Mythbusters? 
No. They they put it on like the front of a like a dump truck and lined up all these cars as if they were going down the freeway. And it just tossed them out of the way like they were nothing. Oh wow. It was cool. Alright, I'm ready. Okay. Uh so in the next scene we have a noise coming from the vent. Inmates are freaked out and trying to, they're scattering around getting their weapons and getting ready to attack whatever's coming through there. Turns out it's Gavin. <laughs> uh, Bogart says he looks terrible. And I, I, I just made a note as soon as I heard this, trying to think of it. I was like, man, it's been, it's been three to five days. It's probably closer to four or five since the lockdown originally occurred. Right. And, uh, so dehydration is, 100% an issue. Starving, on the other hand? I don't know. But that's all I'm going to say over here. Uh, but Gavin immediately doesn't trust the inmates. He's he's already showing fear when they were trying to give him something to drink. And Jeremy pretty much threatens Gavin. So it's not like that anymore. We're not, do, we're not going back to that. Uh, unless, you know, and if, if that's what you want, you can go back over there. Right. And it sounds like they're giving them like a Gatorade pack or something. So I'll put a note on here. It says electrolytes. It's what the body craves. He's yes. <laughs> craving it. Uh, we, Gavin lets them know that even when the generators fail, they still can't leave and then passes out. He comes to a bit later recovering from dehydration uh and explains that waiting for the generators to fail won't work because they have there's solar power on the roof as a redundancy due to some exercise they did months ago and we find out that Gavin is the IT admin slash several other things it sounds like he's involved in facilities and all sorts of crap yeah it did uh which him being an admin is very convenient for Jody because uh, now she'll have an admin password to install the sur- the software on the surveillance server. Oh yeah, just in the time. Uh, yeah, he also happens to be a developer, so he has compilers and other tools on his uh, network share. Jody accesses the cameras with sound coming through, and uh, okay. Yeah, Jody accesses the uh, cameras on the remote server uh, with sound. So we get to hear the the craziness that's happening in other areas of the jail. During the same time, we find out that Gavin survived by drinking his own urine and eating bugs. (laughs) And he wore a fire mask to be able to breathe while using a cutting torch to cut through the bars that separate the vents off from different areas of the jail. And meanwhile, Jeremy is in the background calling Gavin and Jody nerds for everything they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got anything significant out of this scene? Got lots to talk about. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Uh, these. Okay, so I, we start hearing things in the vents with Gavin coming out. Do you know what I thought of? Little, What's that? The little ones. I thought of the oh. like when they were little. And oh, a refresher! Uh, early on, oh, early on in the story, they see little tiny zombies from the top of a building watching them, like the, the survivors do. And you learn throughout the story of survival, as I'm sure almost everybody here has listened to it, that these are you know modified creatures that 
are hyper intelligent. They're super strong. They're, they grow eventually from being little things to being much bigger than, you know, the average human. And they're just strong, fast, almost unkillable. And they're all marked with a tattoo. Like there's, I think there's 12 of them and they're all marked with a number. But I was thinking little ones, this might be a little tiny one. And I'm not sure if it's the timeline of it, but. I still was just thinking, oh my gosh, is this the little ones? Is that what's going to come out of here? And I began, my mind began running. I, I think they, they get them all in the original story. So <laughs> I'm not sure this could be one of those, but anyways. And you can get the full rundown on that by listening to chapter 44. Oh yeah. Is that, which one's that? That's where they're at the arena and they find the remnants. Oh yeah, you can get the origin story of the well, the it's colorful. It's it's a dork. It is eldritch. It it's better than the hallucinations from train spotting. It's eldritch ah eldritch heck. <laughs> yes, man, dude, it's bad. It's so uh yeah so okay yeah that that got me excited. I thought that was gonna be little ones for a second. Sorry. So scrolling around here, you got to find my place again. I, I thought it was interesting that remote desktop wasn't installed on a server. <laughs> well, she was wanting to use the VNC, wasn't she? Oh yeah, yeah. So but it's still, probably a Linux, yeah. Linux Unix based server. Okay, they, yeah. So did you have any other notes for this? Yes, this is a really long okay. scene, so I'm having to scroll through the notes of the scene and then down to the analysis. Okay. So they've got the backup solar panels. There must be some really good batteries to make it through the night once the generator goes out. <laughs> uh, it's one of those Tesla ones. I'm not. I'm not giving Casey crap for this. I really. I enjoy this sort of thing, like the you know solar power and batteries and generator. That stuff is interesting to me, just to know about those systems. So I, I think about them. But uh, that's yeah, that would be some really crazy good batteries. Elon Musk, baby. He is. He's got this whole power wall full of Tesla power wall of home batteries. That is so cool. Okay, so I went and checked out the Twin Towers. There are no solar power solar panels on top of Twin Towers. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, maybe, Flipping tables. maybe they were there, and they've been taken down since 2009 when this story's <laughs> taking place. The, all the almost all the buildings around the Twin Towers Correctional Facility have solar power have solar panels on top of their buildings. I mean, I'm talking almost all of them, or they have weird window lighting that looks like solar power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm, I didn't even think about looking at it. I'm bringing it up on Google Maps. <laughs> it's got a freaking helipad on it. It does. <laughs> It's got two of them. That's what, that's the crazy thing. There's your escape plane. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a like Left 4 Dead the zombie game. You go to the top of the hospital, wait for the helicopter. Yeah, I don't. There's some weird looking grid structures on there. No, it's not it. It's not. Oh, you might be wrong, my friend. Not. Oh gosh, if you find one solar panel. It's not going to be enough. Next to the helipad, uh, there looks like a grid of them. I could be wrong. On the left side. Bring it up now. (laughs) One. (laughs) 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 
Hello all, Future Mick here, and if you want to hear the extended version of this conversation, as well as other outtakes and silly stuff, make sure to listen after the final music at the end. Uh, you can get all that good stuff. Anyways, back to the show. Okay, so they, they mentioned the 500 account. Did you catch this? Yeah. Which is which was improper use of it, but uh, I talked to the judges and they said, I'll allow it. <laughs> 500 account being the local administrator account on, like, a single computer, not a network? Well, nerds. nerds. Uh, I don't nerds. know. Clip in Jeremy going, ha, nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Probably do that in a lot of places. Yes. I'm, I'm beginning to build up the, the McRed clip database. Oh. Added, added the Wilhelm scream <laughs> last week and... I got a bunch of stuff. I got I got all those. I don't know if you've been out there to look, but I've got all the monster sounds out there too in our collection. This sound? <laughs> yes. That was the transition in the outtakes last week. Holy crap, I didn't even realize it. I thought it was something you <laughs> clipped from theirs. Mm. Nope. That's awesome. It's almost it's got a little matagun to it, less air sound. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh boy, I'm I'm sure we'll have maybe a minute of that last 15 minutes in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably best to spare everybody. Mm-hmm. Nerds. Uh, so I titled the next scene "Surveillance and Planning." Uh, they they got the the cameras up and they got sound and they talk about look at the camera outside. Let's look at that one. And the camera uh, the the camera pans out to. Just a dead city. There's no movement, no planes, no cars. No phone, no light, no motor car, not a single luxury. So yeah, they got they got this camera footage, live camera footage of a dead city, and you know it's confirmation for everybody that it's over. There is there's nothing to go you know to look forward to really. And this is the first time Gavin's really getting to see any of this or getting any real confirmation. You know, he was in denial, I think, just as much as Mark was, if not more. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it has to feel after passing out from dehydration and waking up to that. <laughs> but uh, it's about this time he finds out that Fredo's in there, and he's he's alarmed to say the least. And they pretty much come to the conclusion that. They're all okay with leaving Fredo behind and making their way through the ventilation to get out, to go to Central and then get out. We do find that there's not enough gas in the cutting torch to make it through to the Sally Port with that alone. So the plan is to get to Central using the torch, Jody wiring the doors, and I guess the guard's keys in order to get there. And that's all I got for that piece because I felt like the next segment stands on its own too. Okay, yeah. So Jeremy sees, or they see the city, and this is one of my favorite scenes in uh, zombie fiction or apocalypse, post-apocalypse fiction, is just getting to see, you know, urban landscapes that are completely different than what you're used to seeing them. Oh yeah. I mean, especially when it's, and I'm right now I'm picturing Atlanta with you know Rick Grimes on the horse heading in episode one. Yes. And it's everything's dead and there's nothing going on except just him moving. Maybe a bird somewhere, but <laughs> riding on a horse. I just can't imagine that'd be so creepy. And my horse is amazing. 
<laughs> and tastes delicious. <laughs> it mu- it must. Oh man. But yeah, I, all they've seen is concrete walls, and their first view outside is that. That's got to be really mm-hmm. motivating. <laughs> and, and Jeremy here comes so close to saying we're alive. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, just say it. He says we survived, and later on he says, you know, we're still here. I'm like, just say we're alive. <laughs> just so you can do it again. That's got a yes. That, you, you should clip it uh, in with one of his, aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of those family guy things that was like, and that's why I must become Superman 4, the quest for peace. And he goes, oh, that's why they call it that. <laughs> oh, man. But no, I was just hoping he'd say it. Maybe they'll say it like episode 6. I, that. He has to. <laughs> if it wasn't originally in there, call up an actor again and have him do it. Right. <laughs> Where's Bob Bergen? <laughs> yes. Skittles needs to make a cameo. Skittles. <laughs> if nothing else, just see him scurry across the camera looking outside. Oh, my. They're like, what is that? There's something up there in the water tower. <laughs> a squirrel just chewing his nails and stuff. <laughs> oh, we, sh- we really should get back into doing like little funny skits. That'd be fun. Like, what Simon did was said as he looked through the cameras and like would just describe a scene you're watching. <laughs> just make it up. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so he mentions he sees a bunch of five zombies, and I don't know how he sees them get really hungry, oh, except I, that. Oh, am I too far? Yep. Because that 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 was just kind of I wanted to really dwell on looking out at the dead city with that last one. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so yeah, in the next scene, we got uh, Simon agrees to watch the cameras, map them out, and learn their patterns. Again, Simon theory alert. Simon saw an, an infected eat another. So what did you say it was? Is how many? Five. And it went to what? <laughs> Five got really hungry, and then there were four. <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Simon overhears the guards. And Gavin does not trust the inmates and wants to basically leave them behind. So I'm really curious how that's going to play out. We'll talk about that more here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out Central's protective walls, you know, the I guess their Lexan wall uh, windows are all destroyed. So there's no protection uh, once if they were to make it inside of there to work the controls. Uh, inmates that went, uh, they went for the right gear, I guess, in Sublock 7 or, cause yeah. they went through the vents. They did. And they came back with stunt, the, the stun shields. Uh, and basically the new plan with Central being out of, out of the question now is to make it to the basement to turn off the breakers. But that also creates a new problem because if they cut the power, the infected can run to any of the newly unlocked doors, uh, which that was uh, addressed by Simon saying he's watched them constantly try and turn the doorknobs, hmm. which has got to be creepy. Yes. But Jody comes up with an idea to use a bucket attached to the 5 to 10 pound pool breaker and allow water to drip into it and fill it. So that it's got a delayed, you know, it's like a timer before it it turns off, uh, allowing them to run to wherever they got everything prepped and ready to go. 
to get a head start uh, on the zombies. And everyone seems to be really impressed with Jody being able to come up with that, including Gavin. Even though I'm impressed, even though he was just talking about leaving her behind. <laughs> so, but yeah, that I th- this is a an interesting little segment in here too, because I don't know what the the stunt shields are going to do for him, because I can't imagine that. Well, unless Jody rigs him up, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> it's going to be cool. But yeah, the the bucket idea was that was pretty creative. Oh yeah, that that was really interesting. I was trying to think of what else that reminded me of, and then I, the only thing I could come up with was, was uh, Indiana Jones, but not really. Uh, probably thinking about MacGruber. MacGruber, yes. <laughs> MacGruber. <laughs> so we have more confirmation of zombie cannibalism. We heard about this. A few different times in the the story of survival, seasons one through four, especially uh, with the big ones, with the behemoths, they get really hungry. Yeah. Oh man, it. I don't know. I, I was trying to put myself in their shoes. So let's say they do everything and it works. What all are they going to have to prepare for? They're going to have to work on having doors rigged or work to a certain point, even, you know, down that hallway where they already were, where zombies were already were and clear those hallways before doing this. You mean before they make it to the basement before they make it to the, yeah, before they make it to the basement so that when they, when it comes time to get to the Sally port they're it's a straight shot and they're done. Right. So are they going to have to go through that hallway? They've already been through and clear all those zombies out or is there a point? At one point, Gavin says, what's that way? And then he says, what's the other way? Or he talks about what's the other way. I think he might be talking about getting to the basement through the other way. But I, I'm not 100% on that. Huh. Yeah, I, I, just, I didn't know what all they would have to do to prepare so that once they did rig this thing up in the basement, they'd be ready to go. But they did mention uh, moving over to cell block uh, 7, to uh, for the remainder of the time because it'd be easier to get to somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't know if they were going to do that because they just dragged all this equipment over to T Block, and it seems like T Block is closer to the Sally Port. So I I don't know maybe I misunderstood that. There were a lot of different plans discussed in this episode. <laughs> yes, to include Simon's insisting on. Uh, leaving the possibility of tunneling out as an option, <laughs> which it, it it'll work if you could dig out quietly and not distract them to your, you know. I can't imagine busting through concrete with very minimal gear. No, it would be really loud. It would suck. And hopefully, if you get that little hole though, you'd run into the problem of the, you know. Grabbing too many cookies out of the cookie jar, you get your hand stuck. <laughs> Might just be too many zombies trying to shove their way into the hole. Well, not only that, they, you know, as we found out in in the first series, that they tunnel. I don't know if they're doing it at this point, mm-hmm. but woo, that would suck. <laughs> so you got anything else for this one? Yeah, I just, I love We're Live Weapons. And, <laughs> I mean, I've never even heard of shock shields, but... I'm so glad we've got them. Oh, that would be so awesome. That is. I mean, 
Where have these been in Call of Duty? <laughs> Run through a crowd of people, shocking the crap Call out of them. Duty Prison Break. <laughs> that would be an awesome spin on it. <laughs> Wait for the riot and go. I like their plan to kill the breakers. I even I went so far as to be eloquent with my notes. Plan to kill breakers, good. <laughs> <laughs> so poetic. Yes. It, it is. There's, there's even a comma, and the thought continues, but. I'm not even sure it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess the assumption being power going out is going to make a difference. Which we're going with it, it's going to. Not sure if we're going to make it this far, but... Well, Jody, <laughs> Jody checked the wiring to see if that was the case, and she confirmed it. Now, she was wrong about the first wiring setup and hooked up the wrong ones to begin with. So, I'm going to say she knows what she's talking about. Right. But... It would suck to be wrong. No, I'm I'm good at this being the working theory. I'm just curious and about <laughs> it, real life. It would suck to turn off all the power and then you're still stuck. <laughs> like crap! <laughs> now it's dark <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're stuck. That would not be fun. And I guess uh, since this next cell or this next cell, this next scene. Kind of stole the show here towards the end. I'm out of notes for this piece. Okay. So, yeah, the next part is just real short, but there's so much packed into it. They start hearing a pounding coming from the solitary cell, and then a roar. I actually put down scream first and uh, lined it out. (laughs) It's like, that unjustified. So we hear a behemoth. Now... A lot has had to have happened in that end of the jail for this to be a behemoth, right? Right, Yes. So, experimentation's already started. Ink is in there somewhere. This leads to so many possibilities, but the biggest problem this presents is that the entrance to the basement is right next to that. Oh, Oh, so eldritch. I, it, it sounds like you're making references to, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> yes. I'm talking about uh, 1870s baseball players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, the the action's got to pick up soon. There's two, you know, two episodes left. I, I, there, I just can't imagine. I, I'm, I'm expecting... But halfway through episode five, it's going to be nothing but action from there on out. And then there's still going to be time near the end for CJ to go, you're full of crap. We're not going to trust you here. You're on your own. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm just, I can't imagine. I mean, okay, he's right. He has actual intel here that he couldn't know without being in Twin Towers. This behemoth beat his way out of the cell. We got to actually hear it. What we've, you know, we got, okay, we get to hear what we heard about. That sounds weird, but <laughs> we get to hear what we heard about back in the Chasing Ghosts chapter when they discover the behemoth cells where they'd beaten their way out of them. Well, so this is, this is the first of a few that's going to happen like this. We did hear a little bit of it when Robbins was in the jail. As far as a first sound account. But I get what you're saying. No, we get to hear the actual cell get beat open. Yeah. 
a door. I mean, because there's multiple doors like this that get beat open, and this is the first one. I'm guessing this is going to be like a prototype one, and hopefully, my prediction, I need to write this down, is that they'll... How would they do it? But I'm guessing this is going to be a prototype one, maybe maybe a little weaker than the other ones get to be. Ooh. And they can kill it. Um, maybe. Well, I, don't, I don't think Fredo's got crap on this dude, but this may be some of those first ones that Ink couldn't control. Right. So, I wonder who turns into Doomsday, if we'll find out. Well, wasn't Doomsday the one that had a lot of tattoos on him? Uh, probably. Yeah, we called, probably. We, we called one of the behemoths Doomsday because they had a bunch of bony protrusions, just like Doomsday in the Superman story. I don't know. There's a bunch of bony protrusions. But one of them is, I remember being very tatted, and that's why they'd sense that, oh, this must be the one Fredo turns into. Looking real quick. Or we find out just how strong these behemoths are when Fredo can't hold a candle to how strong it is. That would be a bad way to find that out. <laughs> I'd like Fredo. Yeah. Well, you know who's in solitary confinement right now, right? Cohen. Uh, yep. Austin McKibben. Yeah, they're all, I think they're all in there right now. Yes. Ooh. <sighs> Thanks for the tattoos, Cohen. Here's, uh, <laughs> here's an injection of folostatin, I believe, was the name of the the main one they used to, to make behemoths. They had a few different ones he tried. I think folostatin was the one that won, wasn't it? I think so. There there were a handful of them, though. There were references to... Uh, oh, man, I just took a picture of it while playing paintball with my son. It's the formic acid, and there's the steroids... Mm-hmm. Uh, there, yeah, there were a handful. I'd have to go back and look at notes. And it doesn't seem nearly long enough. Or it doesn't seem like there's been nearly lo- enough time passed by in the story for there to be a behemoth showing up. Seems a little quick. And I was wondering, maybe the story demands it because there's like one that shows up in uh, the main storyline for of Michael and the crew. But that first behemoth doesn't show up till about chapter 8. And I checked the timeline on the Weird Life forums, which is an awesome source of information on this sort of thing. But the timeline for the first behemoth was June 30th that they find in the waterworks. Oh. And that's way after this. So that, that was, which this helped inform my prototype behemoth theory, of course. Oh, yeah. Because it's about another month and a half after this, because it's beginning of May right now. It's probably, yeah, we're it's probably close 20th, to the May the 20th. Latest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm yeah, I'm kinda hoping this is one of the irrational I can't control these behemoths. Right. I'm thinking maybe they can kill this one before Ink perfects his behemoth. Maybe Cohen? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well it's not Austin McKibben. Well it it could be, but It could be, but it's it's not. <laughs> yeah, he makes it out. He's like he's He's one of the ones they encounter later on. Yeah. Um, oh, it's going to be cool. It is. And my, my final notes just for the episode as a whole, i got to say four parts into six, it's turning out much different than I was expecting, which doesn't mean bad at all. Uh, I was expecting Ink by, like, episode two and for it to be a horror show after that, and I'm I'm glad it's not. <laughs> I'm glad it's more of this kind of another story of people trying to survive and solve problems, at least attempted survival. Yeah, but, uh, you know, 
I was really hoping, and maybe it'll happen in the next one, that once they got the surveillance footage up, that they would see the experiments firsthand. Yes, and I've got to think that happens next episode. If not, I mean, that's such a missed opportunity. Mm. Yep, good. Ep- another good episode. Strong, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Well acted. Music, Music's good. All this stuff. Here's a let's see we've got some follow some follow up on our predictions so far. Jody eventually gets to do stuff on the computers, which leads to Ink being able to get them, and got half of that so far. She's on the computers, no problem. Yep. <laughs> no sign of Ink yet. Jeremy being a CIA FBI plant, I don't really think that's the case anymore. But I'll just I'll just keep saying it. Whatever. We'll see if it's uh, done. Uh, the Simon is Chuck theory, which was not your theory exactly. Um, but Simon could still be borrowing some of Chuck's personality traits or actually, you know, projecting his own personality traits on the Chuck's story. To make him seem more innocent. Yeah, it seems like he's slowly letting on wh- who he is or, you know, his real personality to kind of make people feel more comfortable about him or make CJ feel more comfortable about him, but I think she's going to see through his BS at the end of it. Yeah. And let's see. I'm going to put prototype behemoth. And they'll get to kill this one. Yep. Uh, Any more crazy theories? Uh, No. We got witch doctor's theories, though, which I thought were... Pretty spot on. Cool. You, do you have them right there? Uh, do I get it right here? These are a lot of fun. Yeah, if you have some crazy predictions, let us know. We'll track them and Where? see just how uh, how close we get. We're, we've got two more. We only have two more shows after this. I know. It's stupid. For lockdown. I mean, main coverage. I said, I know. It's stupid. I know. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> oh, oh, what? more we're alive. It was so good. Uh, this well, chapter brought me... us so much. We got Mark. Mark dies. A new actor, Gavin, joins us. As part of the regular crew. The city is done for. They find that out. And behemoth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't find it at the moment. But basically, he said that. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't him. Oh no! I'm. It's John Monin's predictions. That's his predictions of. Our fan cast. <laughs> I don't know if you caught him on Twitter. We were going back and forth because he was saying things. He was tweeting things before we were releasing shows. <laughs> it sounded like before we would release a show, it was sounded like he was replying to something I had said or you had said, and it was messing me up. I was like, what is going on? You are replying to things that I we haven't even released yet. <laughs> I love it. And so he said, uh, you know what? I'm just going to send them my predictions for your show. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> but and, he's got a good one in there, too, that fits, I mean, perfectly. I was already kind of thinking it along the same line. So if he's predicting us, he nailed it. He does. And we've got an MP3. I'm going to play it at the beginning of the listener mail tweets and Facebook post section. Cool. Yes. <laughs> he's, they're really good theories. 
Uh, so here we are, the favorite lines of the show. Uh, Boto Winter sent in his favorite line for episode three. And it was when Jody said, I'm short and quick, like... Uh, <laughs> and said something about the person. But yeah, you guys get the idea. It was, That was a really funny line. And my favorite uh, line from this episode, there really wasn't a whole lot of funny ones that I just grabbed onto. But uh, when Jeremy said... You see stuff like that going on, you smash. Still could have used you out there, big buddy. Huh? You see shit like that going down, you know, roar, you smash. Yes. Talking about talking to Fredo. Oh, that was good. That was one of mine. That was awesome. <laughs> I've been having fun with the whole smash bits and like, Fredo smash. <laughs> yep, you called Fredo smash before it was in the series. <laughs> Uh oh, mine was Bogart. Like, oh, I burnt that bee's house down. Fire destroyed any proof I had. So she started the fire too? No, that was me. I burned that bee's house to the ground. Oh, oh wow. That answers that. <laughs> that was a really good one too. That was a runner up for me. <laughs> and, and then uh Jeremy talking about you smell that? It's 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 BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Called Simon out. Oh, and then was there anything else? Nope, I guess not. I guess that was it. I felt like there was more funny stuff said than that. Yeah. And the ratings uh, out of five stars. I'm going to go with uh, 4.25. It's We're going to have another excellent addition. This is because of the solar panels. The solar panels. <laughs> No, because somebody's going to call me, and I'm going to be wrong on that. It's fine. <laughs> 4.2. We get a behemoth in this one, and you're 4.25 is an outstanding score. <laughs> I'm just giving crap. <laughs> Good. It's just funny works, to go back and forth like, like that. that. It does. <laughs> well, I give it a five. Always outstanding. <laughs> It consumes hours of my life, so I would hope every episode's at least a five. Oh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of I'm going to miss it when it's gone here in a couple weeks. He better be quick with putting something else out. So in the news section, <laughs> uh, don't have I didn't have a lot of news to, to talk about except for what I saw last week on Apartment 2C. Uh, this... And it was about Gold Rush, which has been a side story for We Are Alive that we hadn't got a lot of information about until last week's Apartment 2C. Uh, one, there will probably be no Kickstarter for Gold Rush, which is pretty crazy. I mean, I figured it would be crowdfunding a lot of these coming out just to get you know some money going. But he's got something else planned, I guess. And Gold Rush is going to be the story of the soldiers, Puck. Muldoon, Robbins, and maybe Carl, I think Carl, on an off-the-books mission. I believe back whenever they were still at uh, Fort Irwin. Is that where they were? Yeah. They were. yeah. Or maybe it was after they joined up with Michael, I don't know, but it was going to follow those four on an off-the-books mission, which I couldn't get enough of those guys when they were on the story of survival. So that's perfect. Hey, favorite line of the show? Yeah, everything these guys said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, those guys are a hoot. Best thing is, Casey doesn't have to write near as much. 
I mean, if it's going to be... They improv everything! Exactly. For 15 minutes, he's going to have, like, 16 lines to direct them. (laughs) Then, like, okay, here's five minutes of improv. Oh, yeah. Five minutes of improv. He'll he'll spend most of his time cutting crap out of it. Yeah, Tony Ray, Brett Newton. Brett Newton is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, the finale today, and I don't know, whenever he was talking to some of those young guys... Like, yeah. Getting them straightened out. Like, man, this guy is the perfect little uh, sergeant right here. It's great. Yep, that he's pretty great. And then, the and then Tony Robbins, Tony Ray. Or I mean, Old. what what is his Robbins? What is, what is his first name? Oh, uh, you got me. I forget. Robbins. It's just, it's just Robbins. Robbins. He Robbins. the lover. Batman and Robbins. The lover of. Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He's got a he's got a kid in a, <laughs> a future. <laughs> I love they threw that in there. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> Still want to know who knocks up CJ. Not how it's yep. done, but right. who? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, question of the week last week was a. Uh, you know, did Mark do the right thing whenever he had to deal with Chuck? We got one in from, I believe it was from, I lost the name on this one. I believe it was from Adventures with BG. He says, uh, just finished great work, and he was definitely Team Mark over Chuck. Didn't get many other ones, and I, I kind of fell on Mark had to defend himself at that at that time because Chuck was the aggressor at that point. Well, and with our little special insight that we had, uh, the cut was worse than it came across on the the actual recording. Right. So, in this case, yeah, I got to give it to him. Uh, I don't know why he couldn't use the lower power one. Right. Well, it might have just been the one in his hand, and he, if he lowers it, he's at a disadvantage. That's true. I don't know. Devil's, adv- Devil's advocate here. I don't know. It, it just I, I wasn't there. It sucked. <laughs> you know, Chuck's, Chuck being such a hothead, forcing that problem to happen in the first place was, I don't know, irritating. Yeah, Chuck got in the way of me hearing some more good Kim Estes. I know. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to do some interviews. So mm-hmm. it's not quite over for us. We'll still end up doing that. Right. And, uh... You know, we got a good question of the weekend from a listener, so I want to want to roll with this one. Uh, Bodo Winter said, "Let me ask a question. If you had to die during a zombie event, would you rather be killed by a human or turned by a zombie?" And you can let us know it. You can write wafancast at gmail dot com or search We Are Live Fancast on Facebook or wafancast on Twitter. Send us uh, your answers. To- are you gonna be killed by a human or turned by a zombie? Are you gonna answer it next week? Or I will. Yeah, okay, I, cool. I tweeted him back my answer, but yeah, I'll probably have the same one if I don't think of a different one. Cool. Do you, you want to answer it now, or do you... I'll wait? Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. For the listener mail, tweets, and Facebook posts, or voice messages, you can email us a voice message. So just record an MP3 on your phone, or can even call us. We'll have a, a number in the show notes and leave a message. But we're going to go ahead and play that message from Doofus Monkey. He sent in for some, some predictions on uh, what we were going to do on the fan cast. So here's Doofus. 
Hey guys, this is Doofus. I was going to have my son play a cool uh, We're Live theme song on the bass guitar for background music while I made this awesome call-in, but it's life, so instead I'm calling you in my car in a rainstorm. Um, I'm just calling to predict what you talk about on episode four of your review of episode four. So I'm predicting you're going to talk about how Fredo is not one of the behemoths because he's too late, that they're already been created, that you're going to talk about the fact that um, Mark is still gay, even though Gavin asked for him. He was so out of it, he like passed out afterwards, so he didn't have time to get really upset when he found out that Mark was dead. So I still think that Mark was married to Gavin, and that's why he didn't wear his ring only once. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, that and uh, I'm going to start calling KC Whalen, uh, KCRR Whalen, if he keeps cooling off, killing off all the cool characters. This is Doofus. Out. <laughs> Good stuff, Doofus. Hey, I still want to hear the bass line. That, I, I, I would love to have that in the background. Yeah. I love Play to it use it. Send it to us, please. Dude. Well Man. played, Doofus. Well played. I'm glad you think this well of us, because my takes weren't near as interesting as the ones you came up with here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know. I, I just felt like if if I was wrong or I don't know, I didn't want to come off as insensitive talking about the whole uh, Gavin and Mark situation. But right. I, it, it did at least seem like there was the potential for that to be there. It crossed my mind. And I was I, after recording once, I was like, and he said something about it. I was like, how dense am I? Yeah, that's that's totally where they're going with it. Well, I mean, I we missed not. completely that Riley was a, a lesbian. I mean, I, I, <laughs> right. it went totally over my head. Whoosh. Re-listening to season one, I was like, how did I miss that? She's laughing so hard whenever Angel thinks that she likes him. Or something like that. Yeah. It happens. It, I, I'm so... I, I'm clueless to a lot of things in life, so... Eh. <laughs> but his take of Frito is not a behemoth, they have already been created. And that he, they might be setting up Frito to be a misunderstood hero. Which... Well, I, I, I like that a lot. But I don't think it ends with him not being a behemoth. Yeah, I... This is a really good take, but yeah, I, I think he will. Personally, my theory is he'll become a behemoth, but this would have been a great take. I could see one of us making, so, I mean, you almost nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an out-of-left-park thing to say, you know what, I think you guys are going to come to the conclusion that this, but I could see himself, like, oh, you know what, he just says he predicted sac- Fredo sacrificing himself, fighting a behemoth to give others time to run away. And what did I say earlier? You may not have caught it. Yep, but I you said, did. Fredo might fight this behemoth, and we'll see just how strong the behemoths are when he overpowers them. <laughs> Dang it, doofus. <laughs> did do it. <laughs> Called it. He did. At least last time when he replied to me, I had already said it. This time he said it beforehand. It's just, you know, Casey is very familiar with that interview of us. And so, you know, I think that's... Casey wrote us into this storyline because we're we're Gavin and Mark. He has yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the death toll will rise definitely. You know, I've already said that. You don't have to predict that one. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely going the way of George R. R. Martin here. 
don't get comfortable with off. yeah don't get comfortable with any character <laughs> totally oh, didn't man. think uh that main character is gonna die in um <laughs> the first that first series <laughs> jeez still hurting all right thank you doofus appreciate that we're gonna move on to the other feedback do you have it yes i do all right do you want blue or do you want me to have it uh i don't do you have a preference don't get nope. I just went right. Okay. I'll go with I'll go with the first one. Okay. The Haventon or Witch Doctor on the forums says, uh, just finished listening. Y'all just get better and better. Your theories and insights are beginning to rival the whole forum. What? Uh wanted to answer your question about TMM. No, it's not the magical musical. <laughs> <laughs> you get me. We talked a little bit about TMM after that, but he was <laughs> he killed me with that. Oh man. Adventures with BG tweeted us. He said, uh with episode three out, is the Simon slash Chuck theory still on in the board? Oh yeah, I think that's why he's taking on more of the Chuck role, because Chuck's dead. <laughs> yep, he can't project his uh his characteristics onto him. And but my theory about him. And you're, you, I mean, you thought the same thing, but him, there being more to him, there's, is still out. You know, we, we haven't had that one debunked yet. Especially talking about the episode one, whenever it was, uh, something about the line you said was almost foreshadowing with, uh, well, he couldn't do anything to get out of this table. You know, he's chained to the table. Yeah, I, I'm, exe- I'm, I'm expecting something crazy. Yeah, I hope he's one that was experimented on that's got some kind of crazy abilities. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. At Boto Winter says, WA Fancast, you guys talking about problems with the ending. What happened to all the Super Zoms? They survived Nuke in Colorado. Why not the Cal 1? I think he's talking about the bomb, that, you know, when Cody went off in the tunnels and the, the season finale. Oh. And I'm guessing they didn't survive that one because when the bomb went off, they were buried. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. And they're still, I mean, they're not human, but they still have a lot of bodily functions that they can't live without compared to other zombies. Yeah, I'm curious if that ever comes back, you know, they tunnel their way out. But, I mean, no, we've already got an insight by the end of uh, Series 1 that that's not really the case, so. Uh, That's right. (laughs) Oh, this one's nice. Yes, we know. He also says, by the way, you two really need to do a weekly pod. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was complimenting, saying uh, he's got a, he drives a lot, so he, I think he, he wants some more podcasts. <laughs> That's very flattering. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we need to we need to do something. Uh, we'll figure out something We've to do after we, this. We really want to do, um, but we're, we're, the research for it is would be way too much for a weekly podcast if it wasn't a full time job. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It sounded awesome in theory, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, space tanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he also said, I know, I want, uh, our, I know what TMM is, and it's the Mahler's musical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yep. See, Casey just doesn't want to let it get, let it known yet, but yeah, I, at least one of those M's is musical. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody. Everybody wants it. 
And then he said, uh, he also says, I think Jody or Danielle becomes female zombie number four, seen in the last episode of We're Alive. Oh, geez. Okay, so female zombie number four. In the in the finale, we see through Michael's eyes, I believe, looking through some binoculars, he sees a zombie walking up, and when he looks through, he sees a tattoo number four on her forehead, and uh, her guts are all, you know, opened up, which is, is awful, but... And after this, after he sees number four woman here, a number four little one walks up next to her. Zombie mama. Oh, gosh. That would be dark, Bodo. That would be so eldritch. <laughs> he, he follows that up with another question, saying, is Gavin the new Bert? <laughs> no way. Gavin's not epic enough, or foul <laughs> enough, or pun-tastic enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you don't follow Scott Marvin on Facebook, you are missing, missing out. out. You're missing out and he will interact with anybody. I mean, you want to talk to him and get Bert's feelings on some on some things? <laughs> I I really wish I could have spent more time with Scott at the finale, but he was he was pumped up in character and didn't want to break character. <laughs> He's a great guy. Oh yeah. Okay, uh Casey Wayland, he says Hey, I'll be doing Twitch now, too. We were talking about Fallout 4, doing the survival, which I've, I've downloaded since we've last recorded, but I haven't got a chance to play it. <laughs> the new survival patch. We were talking about where you have to eat and drink and all that. Yes. So well, be paying attention to, to Wayland Prod out there on Twitch. He'll be doing some of that. Well, maybe we can all get together soon because uh, I, I'm about finished with this project that's going to pay out enough money for me to take care of some other things and... Ooh. Go ahead and get an Xbox One. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mainly for this reason right here. Just for doing stuff on Twitch together and being goofy. Yeah. Well, my brother's moving to Hawaii, so I'm going to have to pick up a game he plays often. I know he plays Madden a lot, but you wouldn't be into that. I know Casey wouldn't be into that. Oh, sports. Yeah, but it's a good way to keep up with him. If only it was like college football so we could make jokes about student athletes. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do that anymore. They're not allowed to do the, the college football game anymore. No, it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his next tweet was musicals dot dot dot. You can just feel the disdain. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> the raps are the closest you'll get for now. For now. And of course we're like, for now... So, you're saying there's a chance? You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah! I read you. This magic moment. (laughs) Milton Gardner replied to that. He said, maybe a Bogart rap video or song? Hey, I can't animate, but there is enough Bogart rapping out there now that you could totally do an animation with Bogart. Animation? Forget that. Let's get Mick lip syncing it. Oh, yeah, that would not that'd not be good. I would <laughs> like a big, long beard. I'll do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. A Bogart the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Chris, uh, J.K. West uh, on Twitter said, 
I do believe now I need to flip a table in excitement for the new chance of a musical. <laughs> Hashtag zombie music. Yo. What's up, Chris? What up, Chris? Adventures, Adventures with BG says, uh, Between WA Fancast and We Are Alive, you guys have taken up a decent amount of my binge listening recently, and I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Uh, seriously, man, thanks. Glad you're uh, listening with us. I'm sorry if you're caught up, because <laughs> it's a sad, sad place to be with uh, no more we're no more new we're alive anytime you want. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, but you know, speaking of binge listening, I'm dedicating a few nights a week, and my son and I are listening through the entire series one uh, together. Oh, nice. So. It's it's definitely interesting. Uh, at Handsome Dragon, Handsome Dragon, <laughs> we're alive is what inspired me to want to do a podcast. At X Ray four four one shared your show, and I was hooked. Thank you, X Ray four four one. Sharing is caring. <laughs> I'd like to know who all's doing podcasts or YouTube channels or whatever out there. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be fun to kind of go out and check out some of that stuff, and and we'll also put your links and stuff on our show notes. And yeah, let us know. Write in. Tell us what what you're doing on your on your podcast because these are fun. I, I don't fun to interact it, with people because I don't know about Mick, but I have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so surprised people listen. <laughs> it's always I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. Of course, uh, we are talking about a very great great product, and uh, we're alive. So, oh yeah, that that does attract people. <laughs> so I got some of the uh, comments off of the forums. Awesome. What witch doctor put up here, and he put it in quotes. You found porn? Where? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you if it's that or not. <laughs> So that's not his prediction. I was getting ready to write down his prediction, but that's not it. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't see another prediction. I think I screwed that up. I was getting it confused. But he nope, did nope. have DW had the porn prediction. <laughs> he did have a comment directly to us about. Uh, let's see what it says. Cause I haven't read any of these yet. Just how long have they been in there up to this point? I can see Gavin dying of dehydration, but it seems like, or it's, but it seems to be acting a bit like drama queen when it comes to hunger. <laughs> it, we're not the only ones that think that. In fact, they they all whine a lot. They're practically dying after missing lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, dehydration, yes, is a definite issue. Okay, before you realize it's the apocalypse and you're in jail, you are entitled to, you know, eating. And there is so a... That's okay, but after you realize it's the apocalypse, I mean... There's a lot of entitlement issues with some of these prisoners. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know why they said he looked like he was on the verge of starving to death. Unless right. he was... I mean, he... If you're looking at the artwork, he is a little guy. Yeah. But dehydration's no joke. He's he's not getting any water. Which he wasn't. He was recycling. Yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. Bear grilling it. Ten thousand bucks, do it right now. 
<laughs> After taxes. Let's make that happen. <laughs> we'll do it. But it has to be dehydration pee. Oh. <laughs> that's gonna cost that's gonna cost more. <laughs> the, the second cup costs way more. <laughs> the second cup. <laughs> it's gotta be recycled twice. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Gross. Oh, uh, the cup will not be in the same scene, or not will not be in the shot the entire time. It may look like lemonade the second time. Let's see. Okay, here's another good one from Witch Doctor. He said four episodes have come and gone. With each passing episode, contact with other fans from around the globe has been waning. I fear the worst. Where is everyone? What tragedy has befallen the world? Nuclear war, famine, peak oil, biological catastrophe, zombies? <laughs> if, if anyone is out there, know that we're still, there is still hope, and she's hiding a gun. So it's safe to come out for your, from your hiding. To anyone reading this, we're alive. That is <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, I, I mean, everybody share the uh, the We're Live post because Facebook is not doing a good job of uh, getting posts seen as they used to. I mean, I just don't think everybody knows about it. No, and that is a huge issue. Facebook and Twitter want you to pay for everything so that you get noticed. There, There is no such thing as viral marketing anymore without a dollar affixed to it. Right. It really isn't, and I'm surprised at that already. It just, it, all it does is make room for new social media uh, sites to start up. Right. That is that is a good point. So, yeah, play that game. <laughs> Let's see. What the? Oh, do I have anything else? Oh, so there was some chatter on uh, on the forums as well about bringing back some of the bloopers or if they were asking if there were any blooper reels for uh lockdown and <laughs> I posted out there. If we could have them, we would air them. Cause that would be awesome. Yes. But he, you know, he's probably not going to reply to that or be willing to release them until after the series is over. But if we can get them, I would love to have them. Right. Wonder if, uh, if Casey himself voices Inc. Uh, I feel like we've been told this before. I mean, for and this series. I, I don't know. I do want to know. Do, 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 do. See, I'm looking for anything else. I don't see anything else. Oh, did we need to put anything out about the giveaway? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I'm still working on fixing that. I'm getting some autographed memorabilia stuff from Casey to have some form of a giveaway. And the idea that I have on it right now, because I don't want to ask for a whole lot, but is to, if you could write a short summary of what we're alive is to you or what world life we're alive is in general and send it to us via social uh, media, we're going to pick from that. Who's going to get the, the items, and we'll, well, there'll be a few people that we'll send sub to. Awesome. Now, Adam, I already have something I'm going to be sending you. I just got to drop it off in the mail. That's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm, I'm a terrible person. 
<laughs> ready to close it out? I'm ready to close it out. All right, guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and listening again. We will have the next show out at the latest by the Monday following uh, the public release. But we're trying to get them out Thursday or Friday now that we're kind of catching up. This is the last one that's going to be behind. But the next two latest should be out as the Monday following the public release. So you guys can be looking for them and expecting them now. And as well as uh, there'll be follow-up coverage. I think we're planning on having a, a Casey interview pretty soon after the uh, the finale. Get those questions answered. I'm sure there's going to be stuff left slightly open for us to, to talk about. And, of course, there'll be the announcement of hashtag TMM. And if he announces that before our show, then maybe he can answer some questions about it, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, just something to note. Uh, uh, some of our email accounts have not been up. So if you've been emailing, we're live at mcred.com. That's now fixed, but we haven't been getting your emails for, I don't know, since the migration to this new hosting service. Sorry. <laughs> but you can also get hold of us at wbafancast at gmail.com. Yep. And if we don't reply to you, we didn't get it. Uh, so hit us on social media or something because I try to reply just to let you know, hey, we've got it, and this will be read on the next show, or thanks for uh, sending us something. Just yes. heads up. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for We're Live Fancast. You can find us on Twitter at WA Fancast. What else do we not cover? Chapter or part five and six. The, yes, those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We beat this one to death. We did. It's going to be the longest uh, episode release of Lockdown so far, I'm pretty sure. And I didn't even go over the scenes crazy like I was doing, did I? No, there's just, I mean, it's an hour-long coverage every week. And plus, we had double we had double feedback for part two and three. That's true. Well, Which was great. We loved the feedback. If you made it to here, thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for continuing to listen. Yes. Your and lotto you, numbers are... No, I'm just kidding. And seriously, you guys need to... Stay to the end of the music when the outtakes start. And then sometimes there's some funny stuff after that. So if you <laughs> missed it, especially last episode, <laughs> go out and listen to that. <laughs> oh, that stuff's fun. Yes, it is. All right, guys. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. This is Mick. This is Redbeard. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> I've muted to burp, and the new Skype one, new Skype recorder, mm -hmm. when I mute, it still records. What? Yeah, it might be. I mean, it records it, but it's not, you can't hear it, but now, but it, it, it's in the recording. That's weird. It's frustrating, because I was editing, <laughs> and I was like, I could hear myself sniffing, and I could hear myself going like, 
I would mute and do that, you know, try just to get it all in there. You know what? And one time I yelled at my kids, I was like, QUIET! <laughs> and I heard it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I was paying attention. <laughs> that would have been hilarious coming through. <laughs> I'm sorry! It startled me. <laughs> They're just like, okay, Dad. And you could hear him. You could hear him being loud in the recording, too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I never, I don't think I ever caught him when we were actually recording. No, they only, you could only hear him one time in the recording that I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fart? No. I heard, I'm like a cat. It's not like, like a cat meow. It's a stupid chair. <laughs> I, was just, le- I was leaning towards the mic. <laughs> oh, so I could hear a whine like, it was your chair. That's awesome. I wish it was a fart. That would be like the Dare to Survive clip. <laughs> yes. At that Red. was com. so funny. <laughs> yes. All right, ready? I'm ready. Sorry, I was muting myself, but if I don't edit this out, you'll hear exactly what just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You didn't catch it this time, but you'll catch it during editing. I hope so. (laughs) I said something to you. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, did you mute? No. Okay, I was going to say, no, I heard you. Oh, you did? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I need two minutes. You you need two Two minutes. minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Three minutes. Timer. Two and a half minutes. Okay, I'm back. Ah, hello. I didn't want to. I didn't want to unlock on me <laughs> or unmute. Ah. And it's kind of a, a final confirmation. To I hope I cut this stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. I thought I was muted. <laughs> I really thought I was muted. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, we need some good outtakes. <laughs> I don't want to have myself burping. <laughs> <laughs> to make him seem more innocent. It's like he's... Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> I-, I muted it right at the last cough. Dang it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Okay, so I went and checked out the Twin Towers. There are no solar power solar panels on top of twin towers. What? <laughs> but hey, may- flip it tables. They were there, and they've been taken down since two thousand nine, when this story's <laughs> taking place. But uh, the, all the almost all the buildings around the twin towers correctional facility have solar power uh, have solar panels on top of their buildings. I mean, I'm talking almost all of them, or they have weird window lighting that looks like solar power. <laughs> I I I'm, I didn't even think about looking at it. I'm bringing it up on Google Maps. <laughs> it's got a freaking helipad on it. It does. It's got two of them. That's what that's the crazy thing. There's your escape plane. Exactly. <laughs> like a like Left 4 Dead the zombie game. You go to the top of the hospital wait for the helicopter. Yeah, I don't. There's some weird looking grid structures on there. No, it's not it. It's not. Oh, you might be wrong, my friend. Not. Oh gosh, if you find one solar panel, 
that's not going to be enough. Next to the helipad, uh, there looks like a grid of them. I could be wrong. On the left side. Bring it to that back. <laughs> One. <laughs> 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 and maybe the entire outline of the uh, building. I don't know what that is. There's weird grid structures surrounding the entire edge of the building. It doesn't look like it can't be. Normally, they're pretty identifiable. Man, that is weird looking. Let me, this let me, Google Earth crap. Trying to make everything look 3D. Tilt view. See. Yeah, Google Earth is messing it up. Let's go 2D. Yeah, that, wow. The building adjacent to it, though, is littered with them. Oh, yeah, there's the buildings around, it's, they're covered. But there's no reason why you wouldn't want to have solar panels covering the top of your building. If you're going to be doing that. Well, this other one doesn't say what that building is. It may be part of the prison or the jail, too. Yeah, I was thinking that might be the case. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because at the same time... I was trying to show my 40 seconds of research. It looks like buses. So it may not be. Well, unless that's the transport. Nah. Nah, this is something else. This is 900 Lion Street. And beautiful uh, Los Angeles River just there to the east of it. Oh, yes. It's majestic. Been through many uh, Grand Theft Auto V races in that river. <laughs> it's a good place to get away from the police, too. Uh, but not the Terminator. <laughs> they got away, but, man, it was, it was close. I... Yeah, Google Earth is a default for... You know, maybe it's because I got it installed. But I don't like it being the satellite view for Google Maps. Yeah, neither do I. It's not... I mean, because I'm, I'm on the 2D view right now, and it still has the, all their extra computery-looking junk on it. I just turned it off. I don't... It's like I can't even go in as far. Weird. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't seem like there's enough solar panels on there. But if that building, uh, that that grid form is also on, at the foot of the building. Really. Mm -hmm. So that may be something Google does. I don't know. I don't know what that is. And then what the heck? Right across the street from it, it looks like buses are parked on top of a parking deck. That's got to be a massive ramp getting up to it. I don't know. I don't know what all this stuff is. You know, I need to drive by there the next time I go out to L.A. I just want to see it up close. I know a good way you can see the inside. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could be fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm playing We're Alive. It was just a prank, man. You can't put me in jail for a prank. <laughs> what do they call it? Swatting? Yeah, we can do that. We can <laughs> swat Casey. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'd be able to go to jail for even saying that. Probably. That's terrible. <laughs> okay, so they, they mentioned the 500 account. Did you catch this? Yeah. Which, is, which was improper use of it, but... Uh, 
talked to the judges, and they said, I'll allow it. <laughs> 500 account being the local administrator account, like a single computer, not a network. Well, nerds. nerds. Uh, I don't know. Just clipping <laughs> Jeremy going, ha, nerds. <laughs> Probably do that in a lot of places. Yes. I'm, I'm beginning to build up the, the Mick Red clip database. Oh, Added added the Wilhelm scream last week, and I got a bunch of stuff. I got I got all those. I don't know if you've been out there to look, but I've got all the monster sounds out there too in our collection. This sound, <laughs> yes, that was the transition in the outtakes last week. Holy crap! I didn't even realize it. I thought it was something you <laughs> clipped from theirs. Mm. Nope, that's awesome. It's almost it's got a little matagun to it, less air sound. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh boy, I'm, I'm sure we'll have maybe a minute of that last 15 minutes in the podcast.